0: Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, your journey, our passion, and by Dow Automotive Systems, improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com.
1: Welcome to a brand new week of Auto Line Daily. Well, actually a shortened week, what with the Thanksgiving holiday here in the States coming up. But for now, let's get on with the program. You know, one of the raging debates in the industry is whether or not the BMW i3 is truly a BMW. I just got back from test driving the i3, and I'm not going to hold you in suspense. This car drives fantastic. With its command seating position and lots of glass area, you get a panoramic view of everything around you thanks to a super low center of gravity, what with the batteries mounted in the floor, the i three has go kart like handling, yeah, even with those skinny little tires and While it may not look that fast as measured by a stopwatch by the seat of your pants, it feels really quick. best of all, it has aggressive regen, so when you lift off the throttle, the car slows quickly enough that you don 't have to use the brake pedal in most situations, including stop and go driving or even flinging it through the twisty bits. Now that alone is a different driving experience. We'll see if the i3 sells better than the other slow-selling electrics that are out there, but don't let anyone tell you that this is not a true BMW. Speaking of EVs, there were a couple of micro EVs unveiled at last week's Tokyo Motor Show. The Honda MC Beta is a funky-looking two-seater concept. It's powered by a lithium-ion battery, has a top speed of about 43 miles an hour, and a range of almost 50 miles. Honda plans to test it in Japan to see how it fits the needs of people living in large cities. The other micro-EV concept is from Yamaha called the Motive E, which was styled by Gordon Murray Design. You know, Gordon Murray of Formula One fame. The body of the two-seater is made up of lightweight plastic panels This EV is powered by an 8.8-kilowatt-hour battery pack and a 33-horsepower electric motor, which, believe it or not, produces 660 pound-feet of torque. But despite that power, it only has a top speed of 65 miles an hour. As we've been reporting for several years, Peugeot and Citroen are in deep trouble. Now, PSA, their parent company, is starting to look for a new CEO to replace Philippe Varane, who's 61 years old, and who will step down next year. Who might they turn to? You remember Carlos Tavares, the COO over at Renault, who was unceremoniously dumped when he publicly stated he would love to become CEO at GM or Ford? Yep, they're talking to him, even though he's only two years younger than Varane. Meanwhile, big changes at Nissan's operations in the US first some background. CEO Carlos Ghosn laid down the gauntlet when he declared he wanted Nissan to capture 10% market share in the US. But so far, it only has 8%, and that's only up 0.1 points so far this year. So we knew big changes were coming. Nissan recently put Jose Munoz as chairman of Nissan North America, and he just shuffled the deck Most notably, Bill Kruger, who had been running manufacturing and purchasing, was moved over to Jatco, the subsidiary of Nissan that makes transmissions, notably its CVTs. And Sue Brennan, who had run the giant manufacturing operations in Smyrna, Tennessee, abruptly left Nissan without so much as a toodaloo. Nor did Nissan thank her for her years of service. And that suggests to me this ended rather badly. Those Ron Burgundy ads for the Dodge Durango featuring comedian Will Ferrell are generating even more controversy. When the comedian appeared on Conan O'Brien's late night show, in his character as Ron Burgundy, he flat out called the Durango a terrible car and that after driving it just four feet, it cracked in half. Some industry observers think that Dodge executives must be squirmingly uncomfortable with comments like that me? I bet they love it. It's free publicity. And you know that old Hollywood saying, there's no such thing as bad publicity. I'll bet it generates even more interest in the Durango, whose sales shot up 52% ever since those ads started running. Volkswagen is not slowing down in its pursuit to become number one automaker in the world before the decade's over. Bloomberg reports the company will invest $114 billion dollars over the next five years to develop new vehicles and upgrade its factories. And <laughs> that is a whopping big number. Hey, before the break, we'd like to send out a special congrats to Ed Carpenter of Gross Point, Michigan. He was randomly chosen the winner from our email subscription list for all this Corvette swag. And if you would like to subscribe, just head over to our website, Autoline.tv and click the subscribe icon in the right column. You'll get a daily email keeping you up to date and informed on everything that's happening at AutoLine. And by the way, congratulations, Ed.
2: I'm Sean McElroy from Thousand Oaks, California, with a vehicle that's going to round out the Ram lineup. That report coming up next.
0: Dow Automotive Systems. Driving solutions in automotive, commercial transportation, and aftermarket with innovative products like Betamate structural adhesives. Lighter, stronger, safer. DowBetamate.com.
2: When Mercedes split from Chrysler some years back, the Germans took the Sprinter brand with it, leaving a big hole in Chrysler's commercial van lineup. But that gap is finally being addressed with some help from Chrysler's Italian colleagues.
0: Fiat Professional, our our sister commercial brand over in Italy, has been producing this van for over 30 years. It's in its third generation and they've produced over 4.5 million units and there's still over 2 million on the road today. So we've had a hole in our lineup on the commercial side where We've had a chassis cab, we've developed our pickup line to meet the commercial needs, but really needed to play in the Class two van segment, and that's where this van will really come into play. So we're excited as a brand to have the opportunity to sell this.
2: European vans are made for those nice and smooth European roads. So when Chrysler's engineers started getting serious about bringing this Fiat van to America, they knew the first thing they would have to do is improve the van's durability for our rough American roads.
0: We know this is a commercial van, it's gotta be durable. So we put a lot more steel reinforcements in the suspension, modified the suspension um, to take up those uh, inputs, and also of course put in a US powertrain. We put in our Penistar uh, 3.6 liter engine coupled with our 62TE front wheel drive transmission. It makes for a great powertrain. It's really surprising, I think, when you see the size of this vehicle and how capable the Pentastar engine is inside it. So it is a front-wheel drive, unibody van, um, which gives us a great uh, advantage because front-wheel drive is very efficient. You eliminate all the drive line that goes rear, big, heavy axles, all that weight comes out, as well as it allows us to lower the floor pan. So we have the lowest load floor in the segment, which means it's much easier to climb in and out. And for a delivery van guy, that's a huge deal. They're in and out of the vans 100 times a day. So a little less step in can save a lot of fatigue on the drivers.
2: I have to say, I wasn't sure what to expect from this van, but after our drive, I was pleasantly surprised. With its large front and side windows, you get a commanding view of the road. And even though it's front-wheel drive with a 6 it really doesn't seem like it. The one drawback I see is that the armrest is a little too far from the seat. Other than that, I think customers are really going to like it. From Thousand Oaks, California, for AutoLine Daily, I'm Sean McElroy.
1: Very interesting to see Dodge getting into a big commercial van like that. Anyway, that wraps up today's report. Thanks for watching, and I invite you to join us again tomorrow.